we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. It appears as though something has happened in the motorcade route. The Oswald has been shot. Paddock fired out of two adjoining rooms using a device similar to a hammer to smash the windows. Graves. Hey, well, opening. <laughs> welcome back to Digging with yours truly. I am Chris Graves and I have Dana here. Hi, and everybody. Dana is uh, someone I, I've just discovered. Um, you know, Dana, you've been going over uh, the late great Dave McGowan's program to kill. Yes. Yeah. It's excellent. And you've been going into the Presidio and the McMartin um, cases and everything. And I feel like with Dave, I don't want to say Dave like I knew him, but um, I've followed his work quite a bit in the last uh, 20 years. Um, well, let's, let's, let's back up here. I'm not the greatest of hosts at all, but um, <laughs> just... Um, Whatever you're comfortable with, just tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what got you into researching and, and this whole crazy conspiracy world, which is not really conspiracies, by the way, folks. It's no. like true crime. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I truthfully, I was young and I remember it was my first Internet kind of dark web but this was back in the day when i was a kid so it wasn't really the dark web but right. that was where i learned about mr jim jones and the people's temple and it completely blew my mind uh so i always say that jim jones will always have a special place in my heart because he was my first you know kind of opening that doorway for me and it was mostly the psychology of it just i couldn't really grasp and obviously I was too young. My frontal lobe wasn't fully developed, so I didn't understand the complexities behind it. Um, and then COVID came. I'm an ICU nurse. I traveled on the road and I knew the jig was up pretty quick into that. And I was like, oh, I'm a I'm an active participant in an experiment right now. Uh, and so that really dictated the way that I interacted with my patients and their families. And anyways, fast forward to me getting off the road and taking a break. That was when I really started getting more into true crime and taking it a bit more seriously and focusing on the cult aspect a bit more and trying to understand the psychology behind that. Cause I'm like, there's just, there's no way, but we were seeing it in real time with the COVID stuff. Yeah. You know, it was a cult like mentality and I'm not saying that to speak ill of anybody, you know, people are emotionally manipulated when they're vulnerable You're and scared. it's, You're it's scared. a lot. Yeah. Um, and once I started, you know, focusing in on the cult aspect, 
then, you know, you start seeing the government involvement and the MK Ultra stuff. And it, I get that there's this kind of cutesy lore with MK, like, ooh, the government did all these crazy things. And gave acid. Yeah. yeah, it's far it's out. Like, yeah. yeah. No, it's really not cool. And I am fortunate enough to have a father who was a veteran who was born in Germany and raised me on real German history. So, I mean, he names names of officers and stuff that I've never even heard of. And so then I really went into paperclip and then I went further than paperclip and learning where we developed that methodology of mind control and the trauma-based mind control. And Dr. then Jolly. I learned about Dr. Franklin. Dr. Jolly and West and, and the like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not from um, Carlson either. They're, <laughs> yeah, and they're, uh, their adoption of the Mengele method, you know, I, it, it, the, it's the audacity for me, really. Um, and it, it was a big moment of cognitive dissonance, you know, that they would volunteer to do that to their own people, but it's neither here nor there. I could rant about that all day. Um, and then I learned about Franklin and uh, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Subliminal Jihad. They are the ones that did a fantastic series. It was part of their Contra series, and they did Franklin, and they played clips of Conspiracy of Silence. And for those, uh, out, for, for those out there that are not familiar, can you just explain Conspiracy of Silence, that film, and what happened with that film? Absolutely. So Conspiracy of Silence was a documentary that was supposed to air on the Discovery Channel. And that did not happen. Uh, the reason why it did not happen is because there were anonymous senators and congressmen all throughout the country who called into the cable news networks and threatened them with very serious legislation and restrictions if it was going to air. Then somebody bought every copy anonymously, destroyed it, and one tape was sent to Senator John DeCamp, who was also a lawyer at the time. Yeah. Um, and so that's why the copies that now are really starting to disappear on YouTube, I mean, they're getting harder and harder to find. Um, that's why find what you long time for a long time, it was actually hard to find. Then they kind of came back and now they're going away again. Yeah, it's I can't even find a full a full segment of it because yeah. even that original long cut you can tell that there are pieces missing that it wasn't yeah. fully edited but at least it was together now it's just like bits and pieces here and there and i'm like what are you guys doing why are you guys taking this away you know so um that that was my moment of learning oh there's not a left or a right idea. It's not ideology. It's not political party. It's as Mr. McGowan notes, the pedophocracy. And that is such an important word. And I feel like that word, when I read it, it gave me goosebumps and it made me very emotional because, uh, you know, he states it so well. And it immediately paints that picture in your mind of, the the monarchy so to speak and the slave class except for 
it's a complete degradation and perversion of the worst kind. Um, and so, how the world really works, unfortunately. Yeah, Not it really America, does. The world. He go. Dave goes into all Belgium. He goes into yes. everything. You yes. Know, yeah. The Dutro. Yeah, everything. And I think that was why. I had planned on covering Franklin. You know, I was going to wait until maybe I had a bit more followers because, you know, I wanted it to be a story that people learned about because I learned about it and people were like, Franklin scandal, what the hell are you talking about? That sounds crazy. And I'm like, oh, you're going to learn today. You're going to sit down and, you know, <laughs> I'm going to take you to school. Um, but the Again, UN. This is, this is very important. And, um, I just want you to be able to explain to people that have, don't have any idea what we're talking about, because you can explain it better than I ever could. Um, what what would you say the Franklin scandal was all about with Johnny Camp and all that and Larry King? And Okay, so I hate to be I hate to be no like, no 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 it's, so, so people it's, no it's a it's a valid point because I feel like I talk about it with individuals within this sort of milieu as if, and as if we they already know. know i do the same thing on interviews like on other people's shows and i have to st stop and, and tell myself oh wait they don't know what i'm talking about not that you're doing that but i'm saying I, i'm trying to learn myself i'm trying to get the information yeah no it's it's, it's a great point so thank you yeah. um so the franklin scandal this was in omaha nebraska uh, Mr. Larry King, he ran the, uh, I think it was the Franklin Credit and Brilliant. Savings, yeah. and he got in trouble with some money, just like another very recent case. Uh, and that's one thing that people really need to pay more attention to is the money aspect. Um, but and as this investigation. Not to be confused with the Larry King that just passed away from CNN because a lot of people. Do yeah, that. I had to. Right. <laughs> That's so funny that film. you bring that up. Because yeah, yeah. I, I thought that. I was I like, no, heard. not the TV Larry King. No, not the guy with no. the cheesy like, jokes and all that. No, not that Larry no, King. No, no, Mr. Lawrence King. Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> he got in trouble in regards to a lot of money moving around in this very small local bank. And when the investigation started and it was raided by the National Credit Union Association, I think it ended up being about $39 million that he had laundered, stolen, what have you. Yeah. But when that happened and the NCUA came in, social services said, hey, we can't get anybody around here to listen to us. We need to let you know that he's also a pedophile and he's also a pimp. And... What we saw happen over the subsequent years and still to this day, and I think that it is one of the biggest injustices in history, especially for the victim, Alicia Owen, is these kids. Right. And there's one victim who there's a good argument that we're not getting the whole story because yep. of some of the things that he's allowed to discuss, Paul Bonacci, but there is a consistency of victims talking about satanic ritual abuse, yep. witnessing murder, um, obviously sexual crimes against children, 
things involving drugs, money, and very, very high levels of political political members in the White House. Um, and it ties into the Callboy scandal that was in the news in 1980. There was the Page Boy scandal with those kids who were doing like a summer school type thing to work in the White House. That came out. It was right around the same time. And, and this went through Reagan and Bush. Exactly. That wasn't under Democratic uh, leadership there. No, so, it was only, not. Exactly. Now, there were Democrats involved. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. However, it was uh, it was a Republican thing. To be sure, and Mr. Lawrence King was the uh, rising star in the Republican Party. Um, it's the media that is a master class in discrediting someone through the media and destroying their reputation, destroying their credibility, and allowing criminals to go free. Because I, I do believe them. I believe these kids, uh, the police that were not implicated because the police chief in Omaha was implicated. There were a lot of cops that were implicated, lawyers, um, the some of the people at the newspapers as well. Um, but the individuals that were not implicated or involved, they are on record stating that the children are believable, you know, and the children even say some of them, you know, I know that I was drugged. They told us that they were going to give us something that was going to make the room spin. Yeah. But this is what I saw and this is what happened. And they're very specific with the details. And these are trained investigators who know, at least with some sense of confidence, whether these kids are lying or not, or if it's a, a, a global fantasy as what that's called in that field. You know, it's not a social mental contagion as they tried to make it seem or a conspiracy. It, it, you false know what memory, I mean in that false aspect. Memory, false memory syndrome, which was yeah. never a real syndrome, folks. Correct, correct. Um, the false memory syndrome is truly, uh, I think, besides the past couple of years, the greatest crime, medical crime, especially against children. Yeah. Uh, I think it's completely atrocious that that narrative is still trotted out onto Netflix and all the true yeah. crime movies and documentaries. That's just my personal opinion, but the and idea even people that even people that were witnesses to other conspiracy theories, they get this false memory syndrome thing labeled onto them. So they don't trust their own memories, their eyes, their ears, what they saw. They start to question themselves because, oh, there couldn't possibly be other people involved in this, you know, shooting. Like, let's just say shooting, for for instance. They'll make people second guess what they saw. And it's like Absolutely. you're victimizing either children of molestation or just victims in a, a, a random, random mass shooting, like. 9-11 even, they use false memory syndrome with some what some people saw at the airports. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that, that pisses me off so much, the false memory no. syndrome. No, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's instilling in, especially when it comes to kids, whether it's a mass casualty event at a school right. or, you know, these sexual abuse cases, 
It's instilling in them from the get-go that they can't trust their own instincts and there are no adults to trust. Right. So why are you even going to bother telling? You know, yeah. what's the point? That's and the you're point dragged right through on TV and the news and the newspapers. And, you know, each of each time that these cases have happened, whether it's Franklin or McMartin or Presidio, uh, there's so much division, under, understandably, within these communities because it just destroys that that entire little life force that's going on there. You know, these people that are growing up together, maybe they've lived there for a long time. And then we're also seeing, um, you know, specifically with the Presidio, you know, the military being involved and the armed forces being involved. And I, I think that that is kind of where I'm focusing in on now because I think it's still very relevant to this day, unfortunately. And I want, I do want to make a statement so that everybody understands. I have the utmost respect for our veterans. Absolutely. Um, I, my veterans are my favorite patients. I can be anti-war and support my veterans. You did something that I could never do. And I believe that everybody deserves to be treated with dignity and respect. However, that being said, the reality is psychological operations have not ended. I believe when I was looking it up, the top brass currently of psychological operations within the armed forces is at Fort Bragg, which is currently under A lot of heat right now for child trafficking, drug trafficking, lots of murders, lots of weird stuff going on there. Um, And then I'm also looking into what's going on in Utah with these weird ritual abuse cases in multiple counties. There's some high level politicians that have been named in court testimony. Can I ask you this about the Utah um, case? Is it the same one that I've heard about where the lawyers for the Utah for the Mormon church put out a hotline to victims and it actually funneled all the way back to them. Is it the same exact thing I'm I'm thinking of? The LDS is implicated in this. Yes, absolutely. And, and so, you know, like I said, I have a deep interest in cults and I'm, I know that within every sect of religion, there are people who are good and who, you know, believe for the the right and moral reasons that they believe and they do what's right. However, it's like, uh, the, it's Warren, like, the, it's like the caveat with the military. It's like it's not the whole military. It's not all religion. Correct. Right. But people, they, people have a really hard time with nuance. People right. have a hard time with two things being true at once, you know, right. and it's like, you know, LDS. I mean, there was that Warren Jeffs. He had so many documentaries on Netflix, you know, the polygamy with the children. Everybody's like, right. oh, my gosh, this and that. And it's like, are they showing you guys that because they want you to think that it's done that it's been handled, you know, you know, you feel Um, some temporary outrage and you know, it's over. It's fine. That's not happening. Um, well, the history and the facts are showing us something very different. And 
some of these allegations that are coming out of these ritual abuse cases, I mean, they're talking about child cannibalism. Yeah, and that's one, that's an element that, uh, as far as I can remember, like yep. the research is not really, uh, it's kind uncommon. of uncommon. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of par for the course with, with this stuff. And, uh, yeah. I, I seem to strike a nerve on Instagram. So Instagram is obviously a very different platform than Twitter, but you know, people like the dopamine hit of one minute and 30 seconds and it's a video and that's fine. I want to get the point across. I want to get the message out there. I want these kids stories to be heard because I believe these kids. And also I want to just completely destroy Michael Aquino. I don't care if he tries to come back and haunt me or not. Um, However, when I talk about these things specifically, people get really upset. They come on. They call me a liar. They say that nothing is true. All my articles from one of the most well-cited books that I've ever read. Right. Yeah. Uh, all these articles that I got a subscription for the newspapers.com archive that I pay for to find all of these. People are like, are these from National Enquirer? No, no, these things are real. These things are happening. And at this point, we have enough. We have enough here. We have enough here. Everybody has it in their phone. Everybody can take the time and look. But your silence is compliance at this point, in my opinion. And I am kind of drawing a line in the sand as far as like being dark and satanic. Like, I don't think it's cool. I'm sorry. You know, it's it's wicked. That's what it's based off of. It's evil, and I'm I'm out full, full as far as that goes. Full disclosure: I love heavy metal, and I love the imagery. me too. I love the imagery of like the the dragons and stuff. But I sure was never into the idea of. I to be honest, when I first started researching all you know the satanic panic and everything, I got sick to my stomach when I found out like what it was really about with like child molestation and things like. Even like the idea of sacrificing a virgin, like was like you know pretty horrific anyway. Mm -hmm. But when you hear these other things, and it kind of makes it. I still love heavy metal. I don't care. I'm not giving that up. But I'm just saying, like, it makes look me look at me, dude. I've got a face tattoo. Half of my head is tattooed. You know, like I I love well, all kinds of music. Don't get me wrong, yeah, me but too. I mean, me you know, and there's. <laughs> But now there's, there's a connotation aesthetic. of like, oh, yeah, now you've got this like child molestation thing like connected to when they say Satanism. Like, I'm not, I'm not a Satanist or anything. And I'm not saying I've known people that were Satanists that all they're all, what they're all about from what they tell me. And I believe them is that they're all about just mocking Christianity and the other religions. And they're not about sure. like sacrifice or child molestation. There's like these sure. different factions and things. And I cut you off. I didn't mean to. No, no, you're okay. No, I, and you make a good point. And I'm glad that you made that because that's the whole, just like not everyone is innocent. Not everyone is guilty. Right. So I'm not saying that every single Satanist engages in this. However, I am saying that there's enough evidence out here. We have enough proof and the root of let's just say even the temple of set, right? Because yeah. I would argue that Michael Aquino was yeah. much more serious than Anton LaVey. Honestly, I really like yeah. Aquino was a believer. Um, and even scarier. He had a lot of pull. 
like you were mentioning, in the U.S. military. And that's yeah. very scary. People don't yeah. know these things. Yeah. No, he he was a he was a very dangerous gentleman. And I would argue, you know, in his own way, even posthumously still is just because, you know, you there's the someone book, out there that I'm sure we haven't oh, heard of yeah. that is, you know, trying like to like with take Epstein, over the reins. There's other Epstein's that we've never heard about. It's the same idea. There's other Aquinos out there, Aquinos or whatever. You... Exactly. And he wrote exactly. that book on psychological warfare, too, in the 80s. And he went on Mind war. Mind war, and he would go on Geraldo and parade it around with his creepy eyebrows and all this. Then you find out he's, you know, a child predator and all these other things and making the rounds with the satanic panic. Well, I believe those kids in McMartin. I believe that there were actually tunnels underneath th that building. And then they, they proved it too, but then you'll have other people argue with you later on. Oh, that was just a, this is circumstantial. No, they had like sonar and things. They were actually saw that there were tunnels and like, but that anyway, I could go on and on about that. Just they withheld a lot of evidence, uh, and they put those kids through the longest pretrial hearing in United States history, which was one of the reasons why it was the most expensive trial in United States history. I does anyone think that that's ethical or appropriate for children that are in a preschool? To have to go through that when they're already clearly traumatized? I don't think so. But, I mean, you know, maybe we were just really barbaric back in the, like, 80s and, like, early 90s. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Well, they had tab um, soda, so that was pretty pretty gross. Say that again? They had tab soda, so that was kind of gross, you know. Yeah, touche. Tab soda is pretty I have, to have <laughs> I have to have a little humor with this stuff because this is the one subject that is, like, the worst of the worst you know it's rough but you know i so so to get back to your original yeah. question so there was franklin i didn't want to do it and then the united nations came out with their statement for pedophilia and yeah. and i ever you're a conspiracy theorist and i'm like do do my eyes deceive me like you know like am i going crazy and i'm sitting here and i'm like am i reading between the lines am, am i the victim of a disinformation campaign um no it it's exactly what it says and if a humanitarian group organization ngo whatever is not advocating for pedophilia well boy it would sure be easy to say that wouldn't it yeah then we have the World Health Organization day before yesterday making their statement about four years old and under in regards to sexuality in schools being mandated. So uh, that was when I said, OK, I'm just going to go ahead and rip the Band-Aid and we're just going to do this because I'm um, no. Nope. We're not doing this because. You know, we've got this stuff going on with Epstein. We have all these other names being dropped in the calendar. I don't really buy the calendar randomly being divulged. That seems a little suspicious because right at the same time, we have the founder of Google, actually both founders of Google being subpoenaed for the exact same thing. Right. Distress. But... 
Um, and Mr. Jamie Diamond of J.P. Morgan Chase uh, had the audacity to get on TV the day that that was announced and talk about how the small banks, we don't need them. And, you know, no mention of how he's in big, big trouble. But uh, and then we got Mr. Musk, which was what got me in trouble yesterday on Twitter and today on Instagram. So, speech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, people don't like when. Uh, their their heroes might not be who they thought they were. I don't want to make a judgment call because I don't know him and the facts. Unfortunately, in these cases, are probably going to take a really long time to come out, as these things usually do. But we can use the power of deduction and, you know, they've all <laughs> lied consistently about knowing him. Yeah, And he's... I, I have a really bad feeling and I have no proof, but I just have a really bad feeling from, let's say, Franklin and the Iran-Contra, because those were all going on at the same time. We've got Bonacci and some other younger victims talking about the colonel, Aquino. Aquino was named in Iran-Contra as well. People tend to forget that. That's right. And then we've got this going on now. And... I think that they figured out that they could leave no one left to talk when they were done. So I have a very bad feeling about where we're at now. And so anybody that's involved in this, I just, I think it's much worse than what anybody thinks um, for various reasons. And that's, I, I don't try to be pessimistic. I also don't try to be rainbows and sunshine. I try to take the emotions out and kind of meet in the middle. What's the facts and what's most likely. And I, I think that that's probably most likely what's going on. Cause I think it's real wacky that uh, HHS was on national TV doing the whistleblower testimony uh, on April 26th. I think it was. And there has not been one peep about the global trafficking network of children that, that they said for over an hour. Yeah. No one has said anything. I don't well, understand. You, that usually gets left out with these uh, dumps or whatever you want to call it. You know, that usually that, those parts are there, but they, they usually get, you know, pushed away, you know, for other Things that don't really matter as like not nearly as much, and that is a judgment call on my end. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So anyway, well, just going back for a, a second. Now, when you were researching the McMartin case, what was your initial thoughts on like the tunnels? Because the I'll be honest, the tunnel aspect. That was what they tried to use against the children the most. That and like the celebrity, um, the children saying that they were in hot air balloons and things like that. And celebrities were like having their way with them. But they also, they used the, the tunnel accusations against the children. Like, come on, all these children are going to say the same thing, you know, like there's tunnels underneath the, you know, they're being, uh, you know, flown away to other places during the day. I believe the kids. I believe them, and I believe there were tunnels there. What, that, what was your thoughts on like that aspect, like alone? So, 
from Program to Kill and then Ted Gunderson, before he passed away, he archived everything online and broke it down into different sections. So I tried to be really thorough in reading it through and found the map. Um, I know that in the Oxygen documentary, one of the guys, you know, said, oh, well, you know, those could have been naturally made. But I mean, that man's initial Actually. statement was that these were clearly here for human traffic. So he's talking about human movement, not necessarily child trafficking, but for human movement. Um, and I think a point that everyone should consider and I, I use Franklin almost as my basis because that was, you know, mine is those kids talk about being drugged and they know that they were drugged. And so how easy would it be to give a little kid psychedelics and dress up spooky or put on a mask? That kid is going to tell you exactly what they saw because that is what they saw. Yeah. There is an absolute probability that that is what happened. And the fact of the matter is, is those tunnels were there. They found those things there and they were not natural. They were not due to the erosion of time. And they did lead to other buildings. And it yeah, had nothing to house, do with plumbing. House next door into their garage, I believe. Yeah. 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 It, it It's consistent. And each of these cases that... You know, and it was an interesting point that Gunderson made, and I wish I could remember the gal's name. She was the one that compiled everything and tried to send it to the FBI, and they rejected her. She was a police uh, police officer. Was these stories are the same everywhere? So we have four hundred kids just in McMartin alone. Technically, there was four hundred and sixty-five cases, I believe, that were reported. Yeah. And it ended up being a total of five schools. Then we have Presidio. Then while Presidio's going on and Aquino's kind of hobnobbing away, then you've got kids in other states implicating Aquino. You have Franklin going on. And then it's happening in all these other places. Who in their right mind thinks... Are these guys all calling each other up saying, hey, man, like, let's just implant some false memories and, you know, we're just going to make a whole bunch of money and eh, we'll we'll hide it until like what they got shut down in like 2019, 2020. Like, 2018, we'll, we'll just, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And and all the victims like there's a whole like victim group now that like they celebrate and share their stories that they're so happy that they're closed because that ruined their lives and they felt that they were crazy their entire lives. Yeah. And like, that's the story that people should be focusing on because people, those people are the victims. And the people behind the false memory syndrome organization too, had some curious uh, backgrounds too. Yeah. That FOIA request, uh, they, they're, they're not letting that go. No. I check it like every other week and they won't, they won't let it go. So uh, we know enough of what we know about Dr. Jolly West. He literally killed an elephant with acid right. just to see what would happen. Tusco, uh, what was it? I think it was uh, in Illinois, in an Illinois Zoo. I believe. Um, yeah, I don't really remember, but I remember trying to tell people about that and they thought I was fucking nuts. 
pardon my pardon my language. No, I think they gave him they shot him with a dart of acid and I think it was 800 times the normal dose for a human and he just seized and then they loaded him full of benzos and then he just seized and died and it took an hour and a half and Jolly just stood there watching. Yeah. And also he uh he visited uh, Mr. Jack Ruby Mr. Uh, Timothy McVeigh, Sir mm-hmm. Han, Patty Hearst, mm-hmm. Charlie's uh, family, and on mm-hmm. and on and on. Correct. But, but anyway, <laughs> I, I was thinking, um, when were you introduced to Dave McGowan in general? Was it Program to Kill or his website? Yes, it was Program to Kill. It was on Twitter. It was just people posting. Honestly, it was people posting memes. <laughs> it was Dildo Baggins on Twitter. So he has that one wrestling meme where the dude's yeah. knocking the other dude out with the book. And I'm like, okay, this book must be really intense if <laughs> right. like, he keeps posting this to everybody. And so I decided to just order it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and order it because I got uh, Aberration in the Heartland of the Real. And that one, I was like, all right, well, y'all knocked it out of the park with that. So I might as well go on to this one. And uh, yeah, this, like I said, Franklin kind of made me reevaluate like my entire life and then reading this and Dave is just so so eloquent in the way that he states it and very matter of fact and I like that he doesn't assert his opinion he just lays out the options and and it says maybe maybe right and I think that that's really important I think that that's where people need to recognize that they're reading a good author or they're reading a good journalist because that person's not trying to impress their opinion upon you yeah. and they're just letting you know, Hey, these are the things that you might not have known. And so now you should maybe consider with all of the information that's available. Yeah. And when he would do interviews about that book in particular, he's like, I didn't use, I really didn't use any humor at all because that's not the book for humor, but uh, Dave's other work, he is fucking hilarious. That's you what. what I've heard. I've heard weird scenes is awesome. Wagging it's the on... Moon Doggy. Which was, one is it? It's called Wagging the Moon Doggy. And if you were ever on the fence about whether we went to the moon or not, and I'm still on the fence, but Dave really kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of tilting towards, you know, maybe maybe we really didn't. But he points out all the the weirdness of the Apollo uh, program, but he does it in a hilarious way with their own material and their own photographs. And he, I'm telling you, he is almost like a comedian when he did that whole series, the wagging the moon, because people aren't really dying. There were a couple of astronauts that did die like during the testing in the beginning, but it's not like the pet hypocrisy or program to kill where it's like, there's no humor. They also killed monkeys when they were trying to go to the moon. I know. that too yeah talking to you elon anyways um so right yeah no i i will absolutely order that because i'm very interested in 
And it's more from a paperclip perspective, but just oh, the things that were goes, going on. It goes into that as well. And I love I it's not that I love that stuff, but I just think that it's really important. And I think that those topics, obviously, that's a different conversation, but very astute over the past couple of years to reflect on some of these similarities. Um, but well, no, program to kill is not funny at no, all. No, but no, I would no, like no, to read no. something a little more lighthearted. Yeah. But what I'm, the the way in which it is kind of connected is if they can, if Dave is right in what he's writing about with wagging the moon doggy, and they can convince everyone that we went to the moon in the 1960s if we didn't, and then you have this whole thing with the pedophocracy and with program to kill, like the whole serial killer phenomenon possibly being engineered, kind of like the anti-war movement where that he goes into with weird scenes then what can't they lie about? You know, if they can lie about something that big, then you get a 9-11, you get a JFK where we can do anything we want. You know, that that's where I kind of see where Dave was going with a lot of his work in the, in the definite, the trauma-based mind control, like with Columbine or JFK, like the whole nation in 9-11. He was the first 9-11 truther on 9-12, Dave McGowan. A lot of people don't know that either. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I'm coming across like a fan, a Dave McGowan fanboy, but he was ahead of his time. And I don't care. I am a Dave McGowan fanboy, and I'm trying to literally <laughs> McGowan the hell out of Instagram. I'm like, you're all going to learn all of this because that's awesome. Yeah. I, I think that I. So, once I broke away from the lore. I don't want to say the lore. The children of God was the cult that kind of like, mm, because that was really dark and I mean, really dark. And uh, that was when I was like, you know, is this whole true crime thing like a sort of method for people to sympathize with the FBI? And think that they do more good than harm. Yeah. And also uh, satiate the uh, sociopathic desires of men and women. Whether it's, you know, uh, finding Jeffrey Dahmer attractive or whatever in the yeah. Netflix show. And, you know, other people. Like, they, they go with that angle. And it's yeah. weird, right? Very it's weird. like, yeah. oh, so you're willing to ignore that they brutally murdered someone because yeah. you think that they're attractive? And so that was... I was already going through that and having a tough time because I really enjoyed true crime. And then I kept seeing that dang wrestling meme with the... And I was like, all right, I'm just going to buy it. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm not crazy. Okay. <laughs> like, most I'm not these, crazy. Most, most of these lone nut, lone wolf serial killers you find out are probably in a very large cult. And they're not the ones doing all the killing that's attributed to them. That's what Dave points out, too. People don't people think that's nuts. Like, but it makes the most sense to me. Even political hits that you can dress up as being random slayings of a serial killer. Like this whole phenomenon, they, they could just cover things up if they wanted to. Oh, just a random serial killer. And you find out presidents are connected to these fuckers. Correct. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, I don't know if you've read uh, The Devil's Chessboard. Mm, yes. You know, that 
And then the the book about the brothers, um, about John Foster and Alan Dulles, Alan and Dulles. it's their entire life. Yeah. And I read those two back to back, which probably wasn't the best idea because my brain was like mush afterwards. I was just like, everything in America is a lie. But <laughs> right. noticing how they had their hands in the pot pre-World War II, and yeah. then also getting everybody over here, doing what they did at Nuremberg. You know, I, I try to tell people Nuremberg was a farce. It was a political show. It was literally a show. There were thousands of people who were guilty. Yeah. They only hung nine. Okay. Where did, did the know, rest of them go? You know your shit. <laughs> Pardon my, I keep swearing, but you're, <laughs> My friend, my friend, uh, I think I mentioned before, uh, he's an author, Donald Jeffries, right? He writes all about how the Nuremberg trials actually were, as opposed to what people think they are to this day. And you just pointed out basically what he, he tries to tell people. Well, it bothers me. And I guess I, I'm, I'm trying to learn to kind of let it go because the Internet's the Internet, right? But uh, people have this whole over the past couple of years, Nuremberg 2.0 and yes. make Nuremberg great again. And I'm like, yeah, hey, um, Nuremberg was never great because it wasn't real. Okay. Um, even the nurses didn't get punished until like 15 years later. And most of them got off too. And they were the ones that were killing babies. Okay. Yeah. Like they were the ones that were doing what the doctors said. And it's, but people can't grasp that that was such an injustice that wasn't resolved even way back then. Right. And I've pointed out that even now the Holocaust Memorial Museum clearly states on their website as of today, the legal use of the Nuremberg Code is not well established within the court system on a global scale. Yeah. It's just sure. something that's referenced. And that's why the past couple of years was allowed to transpire the way that it was. And yeah. people need to learn from history and they need to learn from it very quickly because they're trying to erase it. And we're not going to be able to see it coming. And that upsets me for a number of reasons. And they keep so. saying, oh, yeah, Fauci, he's going to get his day at Nuremberg 2.0. I kept hearing that for the longest time. I don't think that's happening. And you're right our history, our hidden history, you know. That, and boy, wasn't that timing just perfect that he was retiring and, you know, the person that Fauci named that was actually running the show, Mr. Jeremy Farrar, was just yeah. appointed the top scientist of The Who. Right. Yeah, so it's yeah, a joke. Well, Fauci isn't exactly retired after all, because now he's doing talks about the next strain or the next pandemic. Sure, yeah. with Bill Gates and his little, uh, what's, oh, what's his Mr. Rogers? That's it. I was trying to think of it. Bill Gates running around in his Mr. Rogers sweater. Yeah, no, they're all, they're all eugenicists. Like yep. people need to grasp that uh, the Nazis were not punished. We are living in a post eugenic society where 23 and me is Hitler's wet dream. Right. Uh, and all of this child abuse stuff is still going on. And it's the global rich pedophiles against everybody else. 
and they are all actively trying to kill us. That's just not a conspiracy theory anymore. It's fact. Neither is Pizzagate either, but they like to, you know, because of that op they pulled off with the guy with the gun shooting the the computer in the pizza joint. Yeah. Then they attached Alex Jones to that. I'm just saying what I observed. And then that became like Sandy Hook where it was a lightning rod topic where you're not allowed to talk about it unless you have $2.3 trillion to pay in defamation suits that don't make any fucking sense. Soapbox. Sorry. <laughs> that was also a farce. But, and, and I, I'm not even going to go there because I'm not going to put it out there because I can't take it back. Um, yeah. 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 Like Pizzagate legit, but Pizzagate was also um, there's many catalysts for Q. Yeah. Oh, I was going to actually, if you didn't mind, I was going to, I was trying to figure out how to bring that into the equation here. What is your experience? If you're willing to share. Absolutely. Please. Full disclosure, I not that I'm any any smart guy. I never bought into Trump. I thought he was a psyop to begin with, like Obama was a psyop. Most of these are puppets, in my opinion. Just researching, absolutely. It. But QAnon was definitely a psyop. Well, let me say, I can't exactly prove it was a psyop, but I have a good feeling. I should start saying that more often, but I have a feeling it was a psyop that preyed on a lot of people that had had no hope. That was my feeling on it. How about, I how about you? could not agree with you more. Um, so I think the first, God, what was that? What what year did Trump run? What was that? 2016? The 2016, first time? Yeah. Somewhere yeah. around there. So I think I, I voted for Obama. And then I think I voted for Trump. And then I didn't vote. I remember I had like a toilet paper roll with Hillary on it, like, you know, but it was just more of like a trying to like, I'm going to piss off my liberal friends. But like, I, I didn't really care. And uh, my best friend who's no longer here, you know, she like had a heart to heart with me one night and she's like, I want you to know, like, it really bothers me that you voted for him. And I was like, I'm just not going to vote anymore. You know, like this isn't worth like the politics aren't worth it. I'm not really invested emotionally or psychologically. The in same people. thing. Both sides. Correct. There are right. No right. And I, and I just, I don't think that I was aware of it at that time. And it was just more of a game. It wasn't that serious, you know? And, uh, it was my mom. God bless her. I love her. She's my mother, but, uh, she is it, it's I'm sorry because I can say this because I've had to deal with it up close and not just online. Right. Um, it is a cult. They deal with esoteric knowledge, that whole hidden wisdom. Um, they have churches. My mom watches them on TV. They are in actual physical churches. They do a lot of symbology with physical movements um, and they use Bible verses and it's, you know, trusting the plan. And uh, I understand that the idea of very rich and powerful people going to an island, a literal island, someone's rich enough to own that, and that's what they're doing. I understand that that was really hard for people to process, and that kind of broke their brain. And then COVID locked them inside their house with a broken brain. Right. And right. I don't think that it's outside the realm of possibility that uh, someone 
maybe within a PSYOP battalion, you know, or an officer of Mind War saw an opportunity to, uh, I'm saying they've created an entire group of adults who might actually do something. Uh, They are completely apathetic and are sitting at home on their phone following a lie and being very divisive with people in their lives and with people that they don't know. And this is all at the real cost of children. And you can see the really dark side of that, if that's the purpose of why that was done. And I'm starting to feel like that's why. I don't necessarily have proof. I just don't really understand another logical reason. The more that I learn about Aquino, uh, it just doesn't really make sense to me. Why not? It's kind of perfect, right? (laughs) Just keep everybody at home and they think that they're fighting a secret war. It's dark and light, you know? Then they start start up a race war with the BLM thing and then the January 6th thing. And I think, me personally, just looking at what I've seen, I think they were started by the same people. The BLM riots of 2020 and January 6th of 2021. I think we're all the same creeps. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the uh, the, idea, the idea of left or right or that anyone is coming to save you is you are either being willfully ignorant or woefully naive and you really don't have an excuse anymore and uh i think especially with whether it's epstein whether it's q and these tunnels underground and the military saving them whatever um you know whether it's the history of franklin mcmartin presidio what have you um I think that David McGowan should be required reading because once you fully grasp the pedophocracy and the global scale and get to see how he explains how some other countries reacted to it, like uh, protesting and white for the victims and halting the economy, uh, that made me ball my eyes out because I'm like... I, I want to do that. But, you know, there's a whole group of people that think that it's a being done in secret, even though we haven't heard a single victim in, you know, six, seven, eight years. Um, but I think that he paints out that perfect picture that you really can't argue with because he bases it all with facts. And yeah. uh, that's what I love about Twitter is that everybody just kind of picks a part of his work and they're able to apply it to things now and also even do deeper dives into his work. Yeah. Um, and honestly, his methods are tried and true. Haven't seen anything that's debatable yet. So he broke down nine 11 for me and the Boston bombing. That's personally. And I, I keep in contact with his brother, Craig, and I'm really trying to get Craig to come on and talk about the weirdness that surrounded Dave in his final year. Um, but I'm just going to let him whenever sure. he's ready. But, um, and he died on November 22nd, by the way, coincidentally, you know, and a uh, very fast uh, acting, very aggressive cancer after talking about the Boston bombing, which if you look at his presentation on Caravan to Midnight, a lot of people that were actually friends with Dave and did shows with Dave, like Maria Heller, who I was able, fortunate enough to uh, to interview, and my producer of my other show, Get Mad, Chuck Ocelli, he does a show with Maria, 
and Maria and Dave were like really tight for like tw- like 14 years doing a show called Send In the Clowns on her Maria.net. And just hearing Dave and her go back and forth about what was in the news at the time, about like the even the Boston bombing trial, about how the kid that was on trial may not have even been a sort of brother. Like he was right. Dave was like so ahead ahead of his time or whatever. You know, he didn't really get to get into Sandy Hook too much. Number one, because there wasn't a lot of footage. And then the Boston bombing was like the polar opposite of that. We saw all the footage and he was able to go through all the footage and point out oh why is this person that is supposed to be dead sitting there smiling and texting and then the next moment you see them like like kind of like drooped over you know what i mean he pointed out good things and he sorely missed and uh I'm, it's so refreshing that i could talk to somebody that kind of knows what i'm talking about when it comes to dave's work and just the just even his website in general, like the articles that he wrote all the time for free. He put it up for free. A lot of people back in like 20 years ago, they had a paywall that you would have to have a membership. Like he went back and forth with another guy named Michael Rupert. And they had like this whole like feud because Rupert was like really pushing the peak oil thing at the time. And uh, yeah, and he died in a weird way. I think he was even on Joe Rogan at one point, Michael Rupert. But him and Dave, like he yes, was, he was, he was keeping Dave from like being able to talk at like nine eleven truth conferences and things. Like it's a whole thing all on Dave's website. But I wish I could have met met the man. And coincidentally, I actually lived down the street from him uh, in L.A. for a little while and didn't even know it at the time. But anyway. That's, well, you're keeping his memory alive. I'm and trying to. Every time yeah, I go on the what, show. Yeah. That's that's what I want to do because, uh, you know, it's this isn't about true crime. This isn't about conspiracy. I think that this is a reality. Ev- it's reality. It's, hey, get your emotions out of the situation. You know, we all have our biases. We all have our leanings, but your emotions yeah. don't change the facts. And you really can't make an educated opinion unless you are no everything that's available to you and with these cases at the time he had the information and they're still going on netflix and profiting off of lies that you know are allowing some of these things to still happen because people think that you know it's not true and uh, it's incredibly frustrating but i mean yeah that that's my goal is to do that whole meme like with the world just you know here you go it's time to get PTK'd, everybody. So <laughs> PTK, that's yeah. great. Oh, this has been great. Yeah, we're right at a, at an hour right now. And will you come back again? Like, sure, have, absolutely. We have a few different shows, so it doesn't necessarily have to be this one. But like, sure, love, I'd love, love to. Love chatting with you. Seriously, you want awesome. to just everyone if you want to be found because some of my guests don't want to be found. They just like to tell their story or whatever. But for if you want to be found for. What am I trying to say here, people? I love talking to you, so I'm like clouded right now. Um, Instagram. Tell everyone where they can find your work and how they can contact you if you want to be contacted. Instagram. Uh, it's all one word. Rotting jewels. So rotting like the fruit. Jewels like run the jewels. And uh, Twitter is Dana Duda. D-O-O-D-A-H. 
Um, I've been having some issues for calling out Mr. Musk. So you guys might. Oh, and uh, I put Hunter Biden smoking crack on Instagram. And that really isn't the place for Hunter Biden smoking crack. But, you know, they all got a history lesson from that yesterday. Or so, his, yeah, or his yeah. laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of saves on that. I was like, this many people thought that this was a Russian disinformation campaign. Yeah. So, there was where you can find me. Laptop too. All these laptops are all Russian disinfo. In all closing, yeah, all it's a laptop. If you have a laptop, look out. No, but I wanted to mention this uh, in closing. I always found it very, very odd that the FBI didn't seem to be con con uh, concerned with how many missing children there actually are in America. Did you ever come across that fact? So even when I did Franklin, Gunderson talked about it. Yeah. He said that they have how many people are raped, murdered, cars stolen. Cars stolen. Yep. McGowan reiterates it. And when you look it up, yeah, there is no statistical data. No. So that's why I'm saying now, whatever's going on, they have no reason to leave anybody to potentially leak their secrets and their sins. And, and I would, you know, love for everybody to dress in white and get in the street and shut down the economy and everybody get off the internet just for one day and do this because I do think that it might do something, but uh, I, I feel like that's a pipe dream, but I'm going to keep trying. We can all do our little, you know, our little parts or whatever. And they also like to say that the idea of a snuff film is an urban legend still too. And Dave talks about, snuff films in that book as well and they're not they're not an urban legend but the fbi would like to us to think that though yeah someone asked on twitter uh, i'll i'll end with this someone asked on twitter <laughs> what was the one thing if you could know the truth about would you want to know and i said well uh the franklin scandal would clear up snuff films and hunter s thompson for me so hunter s thompson yeah because he was named with Aquino. Yeah. And, and admitted it on David Letterman in the 1980s on, on an interview with him. Basically. Not flat out, but kind of read between. They the let lines. out what they were willing to let out, but leave enough suspicion for people to say, nah, nah. Right. But Hunter wrote out a whole letter, though. Like, people want to search that out. He, he wrote out a whole letter warning people to stay away from the elite and all that but i'll let yes that's a conversation for another time Indeed on on i appreciate it. will you will you stay right there while i i end the show yeah absolutely all right cool i'm gonna hit and broadcast well we have a great night everyone and uh let me see if i can time this out just right